Hey guys, we're all looking for ways to improve our health, whether it's being smarter about how we train, making a better effort to get more sleep, or simply thinking more about our body's overall wellness. Today's sponsor, Whoop, is a fitness tracker that goes beyond counting steps and provides 24-7 fitness, sleep, and recovery insights personalized to you. There is nothing else like it on the market. Our lives cause different levels of stress on our body, from training to work and our lives at home. Whoop understands that and quantifies it for you into actionable metrics. With Whoop, you'll get a daily recovery score that looks at biometrics like heart rate variability, resting heart rate, and your sleep performance to let you know how ready your body is to perform. You're also given insight into the intensity of your training in real time and track how strenuous your day is, as well as get next-level sleep insight with suggested sleep times based on how strenuous your day is. Track your sleep stages and cycles and see how much sleep you get compared to how much you needed. Don't wait for New Year's resolutions to start being more in tune with your body. If you're looking to be smarter about how you train, sleep, or recover, Whoop is offering our audience 15% off with my code MATTY, M-A-T-T-Y. Go to Whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com. Use the code MATTY at checkout and optimize your performance with Whoop. Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is hard to believe, but we have reached the portion of Maddie and Caddy where this will be the final episode of the decade. <gasps> what? Alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins? I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up on social media, as always, at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram, that is the Twitter. I've got a story about the Twitter in a minute. I can't get back in it because I forgot the password, so I'll need to get that from you. So if you've been, if you've been hitting us up on, you've been hitting us up on Twitter, I apologize. Uh, I'll get the password from Caddy shortly and, and log back in and have fun with you. I uh, want to start off the show by thanking our friends at ESPN West Palm 106.3 ESPN FM in uh, West Palm Beach. I, I'm doing my, my winter thing right now, going back and forth between here and I see Connecticut, so our, my, my uh, thanks to Ken and all the guys down here that make Maddie and the Caddy possible. When we How was both the in. drive down with the puppy? Hey, well, let me tell puppy, you something. But you know my boy. Let me tell you something with O'Shea. I was at an event uh, Monday night in New York City. Jake Plummer was being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. The snake. And Arizona State invited me uh, to go to this dinner event uh, the night before. Uh, and I was honored to be a part of it and honored to be there with Jake. And so I went to the event. I boarded O'Shea. Listen to this. I, I went through, like, paperwork to get O'Shea accepted into this boarding place in Manhattan, right? Stop it. No, listen, it gets better. He had to be accepted? Yeah, because you, you have to give all of his vet paperwork and whatnot. And then you have to have, like, a I reference. references of, from three cats reference <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, no, and they do. They needed references to call and to check talk in to on him. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> and I can say that. And they're very, if I dare one of y'all, I dare one of y'all to start emailing Michael Collins used the bad word. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I said the actual PC word. Right. But when it comes to speaking of female dogs, that's exactly what it is. So <laughs> I went through this whole process. I had to find a place. That was open late enough for me to attend the dinner and still um, 
pick up O'Shea. So anyway, go to the event. O'Shea gets accepted to this Manhattan boarding place. I pick him up at, at about 10 p.m. on Monday night. 10 p.m. on Monday night in Manhattan. And I made it to our condo in West Palm by 9 p.m. on Tuesday. Whoa, wait, wait, whoa. Yeah, what? do that again. Yeah. Do that again. I got to do some. There's some serious math involved here. Do that again. Yeah. Uh, hold I, up. I left Manhattan at 10 p.m. on Monday and arrived Morning. in the 10 p.m. Oh, 10 on Monday night. Monday night. And, and arrived, arrived in our in our condo at 8.57 p.m. Tuesday. Okay, do not tell anyone what type of car that you drive because you broke speed laws in every state. Daddy was aggressive. <laughs> aggressive? Hot dog. I would Hi, say. Dog, now, he, you let me, was moving because just from Jacksonville – from when you hit the border of Florida, yeah, that's five hours to get to where you're going. Yeah, four yeah. four and a half to five hours. Yep. So you did it in less than that, and Let fi- me- and I'm saying five hours, and I drive I, aggressively when I'm by myself in the car. Let me tell you my ball play. So. The impetus of the plan was as follows. I told Ashley, my wife, I said, look, I'm not going to be to West Palm until Wednesday. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stretch it. I'm not going to be aggressive <laughs> just because of the way it lined up. The right. whole impetus of my T sheet was this get out of New York City at about 10 15, 10 30 and drive through because that no traffic. Yeah. Correct. Drive through that cluster of humanity that is New York, New Jersey, Philly, outskirts of Philadelphia. Yep. The big Baltimore one though was Washington D.C. I wanted, yeah, yeah I wanted to get through Baltimore. DC. Wanted to get through all that whole Northeast corridor overnight because I wouldn't hit any traffic. That's a that's a really smart idea, too, because you're going to be hitting all of those corridors at a no traffic, well, not no traffic, but at a no. very minimal. When traffic I say time. no traffic, caddy, there was no one, no one on the road. Really? No Even in, one. Like when you get right past Washington D.C., there's a spot in Northern Virginia that has traffic similar to Los Angeles, and it makes no sense. Just like a lot of the traffic in Los Angeles, and you even got no traffic there. Nothing. And so I was able to get to just 15 miles or so north of Richmond by 2:30 wow. by 2:30 a.m. And once you've done that, then you're you can pedal to the metal the whole way to south of the border. Which, for people who don't know, like you know, again, stop typing. South of the border is is an actual place yes. on Route ninety five. <laughs> I know, I can see it already. Right, like Michael Collins did two things: offending. No, relax. It's a place on I ninety five where the actual signage for south of the border which started out as just one building, kind of a rest stop, and has now turned into an almost amusement park. Um, the signage for that starts like 250 miles away. So I'm glad you brought that up because I was talking to a buddy of mine in uh, Columbia, uh, Tim Hill, and we, I, we were laughing about it. I said, man, 
the south of the border signage keeps me busy for 150 miles yes. because and entertained and entertained because what I what I start doing then is I see the signs and then I start thinking like who the hell came up with an idea <laughs> for a Mexican themed park just south of the North Carolina South Carolina border exactly like what where did this come from and so then what we and came then who agreed to it when you were like look I got it. I got it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be 20 miles past Children of the Corn on I-95, and there's nothing around. But we're right <laughs> on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina, and here's what we're going to do. I mean, we're if you be- haven't seen this, it's incredible. We're going to put a large Mexican caricature up with, like, an elevator, and we'll put a little diner there. And we'll call it Pedro's South of the Border. I was going to say, I believe the character is Pedro, sir. Pedro. Pay your respect to Pedro. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look, hey, I have pictures of my very first trip to Florida with Pedro in snow. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So yeah, it's a and it's one of those places, like I said, when I the first time I saw it, um now my first trip to Florida, Epcot wasn't done being built. So there you go. So wait. <laughs> yeah. That was the other option. It was Epcot or south of the border? Well, there was no Epcot, like, Sorry. but we went to Disney. But at the time, there, there was no such thing. There was no such thing as Epcot. It wasn't finished. It's a, I, like I know my I know. buddy. We think it's we think it's a front. No, like nah, uh-uh. a Pollo Romano from Breaking Bad front. May it may it may have been back in the day. So what is it now? I think now it's just an amusement park. Like it's a, it's, it's a destination. Like no, every, it's, there's no, no way yes. that's a destination. No, oh, yeah, yeah, way. Let me tell you something. When I drove home, well, I drove from Pennsylvania back to Florida with my family, and and we did that in one day. That was our stop. We stopped there, and had they had to get they everybody there was like, we got to get something. I was like, what? No, <laughs> and, yeah, let's go. We got to get T-shirts. We got to go grab a hat. We what? No, you do realize we are in the Carolinas, right? You got y'all that's know what that. I'm, that's what right? I'm nah, saying. people, you don't care. Like, hey, I stopped at South of the Board. We got a magnet on the fridge <laughs> and stuff, bruh. Hey, nah. You guys look. And, and this is probably share your stories with us at Maddie and Caddy on Twitter. Absolutely. I want to hear because I don't believe anyone goes there. And if you want to know what we're talking about, it here's was the packed. Web- it was here's, packed yeah, over there. Wh- how many years ago was this? No, two years ago. No way. Yes. Yeah. I told my kids still to this day are like the only part that was okay of that drive from Pennsylvania home that we did in one day was when we stopped at south of the border. And I was like, oh, you guys aren't my children. You're not my kids. <laughs> like, you know, they loved it. They thought it was awesome. I was so the, just like. The website is. Yeah. The website's even better. All right. So if you want to know what we're talking about, go to sobpedro.com. <laughs> That's south of the border abbreviated. Sobpedro.com. I'm telling Which you. Which right there is messing with people. Like that's just some bitch, Pedro. That's, <laughs> that's North Carolina, South Carolina. Go, hey, I got this website figured out, boy. We're gonna get there and put it. There's S-O-P-Pedro. no like I'm looking at this. <laughs> hey, I'm looking gonna... at this. There's no way people go here. 
That's what I'm saying. Like you, if, if that's the stuff of your website, there right now is there are inappropriate PC people going. Hot dang, can't believe we didn't figure that one out. We should have done that ourselves. And not and regular PC people going. Wait a minute, I'm not going to that website. There's no way. There's a. Uh, I know why you like it. There's a, there's a reptile lagoon. Yep, we were there. Got largest, pictures. Largest indoor reptile display in the U.S. Which now you know why I went in there, and it was awesome. There's a sombrero restaurant. Had lunch there. Well, it was like late lunch. There's a motor in an RV campground. Didn't stop there. That would be kind of creepy. (laughs) That's your whole Breaking Bad scenario. There you go. There you go. That is smells funny over here. I don't feel good. Get in the car. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Why? Get in the car right now. Because I went to SOBPedro.com. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, so you, anyway. So, so there you t- go. So your trip was good. And yeah, that's what I got. I was, I was aggressive. I, uh, I am now in my happy place because now every morning as I indulge in one right now, I've got a, an addiction to Cuban coffee now. Bruh. I have an addiction, and I don't think it's that healthy for you, so I don't know that it's that good. Well, it's not. It's It It all depends on how, well, if you're drinking, like, the, the Cafe Con Leche, or if you're, I drink- small, if you're doing the small Cuban coffee, which looks a lot like a, in a French espresso, except it has jet fuel sugar in it. <laughs> Bro, I'm doing a large with, <laughs> with two scoops of sugar. The milk and the two, nah, man. See? the two espresso cups. You are drinking coffee flavored cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. That's, that's why I'm addicted. Yeah, nah, you gotta, you can't. Do, largest, don't do that. That's not. Yeah, I always wondered why okay. she looks at me like that when I and I ask for the large, <laughs> and she's like, "Confused? Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. When you get the, are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me, give me, because I'm gonna walk to Fort Lauderdale real quick. It's not that late. I don't think it's gonna take me that long. I mean, me and my dog already came down. How anxious was O'Shea to leave his resort? Apparently, I mean, you might get a bill from them. Like he ordered some stuff. You know what I mean? No, they loved him. He he got a good report card. I bet card. They, they did. You're they lucky him, he wasn't didn't wasn't. I have a I have a picture I, of my report of his report card that I sent to Ashley. <laughs> you got we got to put that out if you can. I will. Yeah, I've got you it gotta on gotta my. Put, uh, yeah, we got to put that out on Twitter. On, yeah. So his Maddie report card his report card reads well, and he was very popular amongst the New York. So he will be re- invited back and won't need the same references. That's right. He's in because oh, you know what this was. It was a trial. It was a trial. Right. That's what I mean. They were checking his references yeah, so and everything he, like that. Like he tends to do, he won the day. And so, uh, so, so we're he here. had a good week. Here's my trivia question for you. I love a good trivia question. Fire Ready? Yeah. <laughs> here we go. And everybody, you can hit us on Twitter as well on this one. Well, wait, am I going to answer it? Yeah, you can oh, okay. too. Everyone right. can answer this one. Right. I don't know that I call it trivia. Just here's the question. Since O'Shea had such an amazing week and you're having a great week drinking your Cuban jet fuel coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, worst week. Who had the worst week? Tommy Two Gloves Ganey or Patrick Reed? Well, Ganey was just, you know, hopefully he was wearing two gloves when he was having his... <laughs> I don't even oh, think he got no. to put one glove on. 
I mean, in his little extracurriculars, I'm hoping he had two gloves on. Here's uh, the kicker for Tommy Ganey. After being arrested, charged, then l- posting $500 bond. For, please tell people if you're not aware. For solicitation. Solicitation go. of prostitution in Jacksonville, Florida during a sting that was called uh, Operation Not. Operation Naughty List. <laughs> what? Yeah. Operation Is that Naughty true? List. Yes. Yeah. It, it gets better. Guess what this dude goes out and does the first round of Corn Ferry Finals? Two under. Uh, Keep going. Five under. One more. Six under. 66. 66. You know you what score would have been? You, busted for You know what score would have been really funny? Oh, I, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> You want to go back to talking about O'Shea and his bitches? No. <laughs> no. So he shoots a 66. 66. He goes 66, 68, which is close. You know what I mean? 60, see, again, I got to say 68, and I can't follow it up with the comedian joke. You know what I mean? Because we're Disney, and I like my job a lot. So I'm not even going to go. Anyway, yeah. Oper- yeah, Operation Santa's Naughty List. Ta-da! And the worst part, too, it's on video. So, but I don't know. Now, take into consider, okay, so you have that. His week, bad. And then it didn't, the Corn Ferry Finals didn't end well. He finished like T7-6, so he didn't get his full card for the Corn Ferry Tour. As a guy who won on the PGA Tour, he's in a past champions category, which is going to get him out. Two starts, three starts, tops. Um... So, not a great week. But now, is his week worse? Well, than Patrick Reed. If you take Patrick Reed from the Bahamas on Saturday through, here's where. Here's what I'll say. On the surface, Tommy Two Gloves is much worse. <laughs> On the service, right? Because, I mean, he committed a crime of, on Operation Santa's naughty list of prostitution, human trafficking, and child predators. Correct. Much no, I don't, I don't, not he was close. not charged in that part of it, though. No, he wasn't. That part, he was not. That that part. Seven, was uh, yeah, he was. He was right. It was, a part of, it was all a part of this sting. Yeah. Um, it said uh, PJ Golfer Tommy Tuco's game. He was among more than 100 people arrested over a six-day sex crime sting in Florida. Now, so that is by Ogani was charged with soliciting a prostitute. It's a yeah. misdemeanor in Florida. Although which, it was undercover, wasn't a prostitute. So right, it so it's, it's misdemeanor in Florida. So That's on the why service, it was a misdemeanor was sixty bucks. <laughs> Dude, like, bruh, come on. We man. could go so many ways with this in one. Oh, way. I know. Right, so at least he I, shot by the sixties though. Afterwards, so by the way, just, I, I, oh. I've seen that. I clicked on the link of Operation Santa's Naughty's, Naughty List, and they have a uh, a huge PDF picture of everyone involved. And let's just let's say it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, yes, on the surface, what Tommy Tuglas did was, was was horrible, but because Patrick Reed is a much more noted name in his sport, he was much more nationally exposed and you can even say internationally exposed because golf's an international game he was you would use the term exposed <laughs> correct maybe some puns intended he was much more of a focal point because of the of how big and prominent his name is in the sport 
agreed and the big debate that that I should close I sh- this tab where these people are walking through ESPN 1063 West Palm and I've got Santa's <laughs> naughty list up. Sorry, go ahead. They're just hey, looking you're that the- close to where Robert Kraft was, too. They're looking through the window. That's the best. Oh, oh. Uh, I guess the big thing, too, is is Tommy Ganey's thing will go away pretty quick. Yeah. And pretty easy. The difficulty is what happened with Patrick Reed first in the bunker, the, I, the worst part about that now is there is a video of him doing the exact same thing at the Hero in a waste bunker in 2015. Oh, no. Exactly. Exactly. And that's – I. there is one label that is almost, almost impossible to shake. Cheater. I'm not – you said it. Yeah. And it's like so. After everything that went down, and then the subsequent residual of what happened at the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you come back from that. Basically, I put out, you know, the 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 thing that that I put out on social media because everyone was like, you know. You're going to defend this guy? I'm like, cause it all started with, you know, with Kessler. He should have been, well, it started back in Bahamas when they said he should have been DQ'd. Yes, but the, but yes, but the, but you the, can't, no, no matter how much you want to say, like, that guy should have been DQ'd and this and that. This is why I asked Slugger White the question of intent. And when Slugger said intent doesn't matter and has no bearing here at all. The problem with that rule, whether you can hate it as much as you want, as much as you want to hate it, basic, he is saying that even if you intended to cheat, if, if you intended to, I'm not, I'm not putting words in Patrick Reed's mouth or anything, but what Slugger said was, if you intended to cheat, it's still a two stroke penalty. And that's it. So even if Patrick would have said, yeah, I moved the sand. I was trying to give myself a better lie. Two strokes. And that's it. Like, that's it. You don't have to like it. People got really, and they still are, really mad. Like, how dare the PGA Tour this? And how dare they let a guy like that represent? The PGA Tour is following the USGA yeah, that's the rules. rules. Right. Yeah. Like, you... Like the I don't know what to tell all over again. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it's very similar to that. And they're like, you know, there are pl- things in place for a conduct unbecoming. That has nothing to do with on the golf course. And it's like you don't have to like a guy. Or if you don't like a guy, it makes it much easier to grab a pitchfork and a torch and start marching. Okay, there you go. Because that's what I was going to say when we were talking about the differences between some stuff. Is that the problem is that Patrick Reed has had this reputation now going back to college. And that is what follows him is he has that villain, has that reputation of being a bad dude going back to college. And it was great for a minute when he did the shush. That was awesome. Because then he was our guy. It was like, 
He was but he was our, our guy at the Ryder Cup. He was our Correct. guy at the Ryder Cup against uh, with against Rory McIlroy in one of the great matches of all time. And, Greatest then, nine holes I've ever seen. Right. So then you start embracing him, but then all the stuff when the, he wins the Masters and the family drama. Like The problem with Patrick Reed is if this had happened to a Ricky Fowler or a Tony Finau, um, someone that publicly is more likable, it wouldn't have gone the way that it did. And for that entire Saturday or Sunday, I forget what day it was because of the time change, when <sighs> Kessler... His Saturday. caddy yeah, went, and pushed, Saturday. went and pushed a drunk idiot. That's a whole other part of this conversation. It became the story of the Ryder Cup until well, we came back and won. But the point being is that Patrick Reed has this reputation, and it manifested itself and blew up in front of everyone when his caddy, Kessler, friend of the program, we love him, was defending his player. Yeah, and and it was hard, too, because – because Kessler is so close to the situation being his brother-in-law. But as any caddy would do for their player, your job is to protect your player. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that Kessler actually came on out of bounds with me and Pat Perez um, Tuesday night during the show. Um, and and he – the one thing that, that I will say that I was proud of him about was him saying, if I had it to do over again, I would do it differently. The one thing I keep harping back on was your job as a caddy is to take care of your player. Yep. Your job as security is to make sure things don't get out of hand. And here's the problem that I have. The problem that I have is with a guy like Patrick Reed or a guy like Sergio Garcia is another one because this has happened to him and I've seen it. Because they can be vilified by the crowds and by some media, then it is much easier for the tour and for security to allow things to be said and happen in their groups that they would never allow to happen in other groups. We saw Justin Thomas have a dude thrown out at the Honda yep. for yelling, get, get in the, the bunker, water get bunker. in the bunker yeah, yeah. while the ball was in the air. It yeah. had no effect on a swing whatsoever. The dude was heckling Justin Thomas, and he has a guy thrown out. That's weak. It's weak. The fact that you can be F-bombing golfers when there are children around, look, as a parent, I've been to plenty of football games with my kids. And if people start using F-bomb language, I'm telling them. And have told people, drop another F-bomb and you're leaving. Like, I I understand you're excited. understand you had a drink or two. I don't care. Buying a ticket doesn't give you the right to use the language that I don't want in front of my kids. Right. Period. So for the tour, who had six security guards assigned just to Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson for that group because they knew what was coming. So for a glob of people not to be thrown out and for that to be continued to be allowed, what you are telling a crowd is that is okay behavior. You're giving them license to be idiots. If you throw 20 people out on the first hole or by the third hole, guess what's probably going to stop happening? You're probably going to have a whole bunch of people stop using bad language. Now, I'm not saying don't heckle. I'm not saying it ain't deserved. I'll be the first guy as a comedian to be like, heck yeah, heckle. 
Throw that stuff out there, especially during the team event. Say something, get under somebody's skin. There was plenty of people talking smack to Matt Kuchar, and it shook him too. But when you when you can get within two to three feet of a player and you're holding beers and coming at someone aggressively, dropping an F-bomb, yeah. then when a caddy jumps off there and does something to you, look, I, sorry, like you don't get to be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe how would someone behave like that. You know what no one said anything about? Remember at the U.S. Open when Tony Navarro was caddying for Adam Scott and he not only punched the guy in the face, he punched the dude and his kid. He punched the dad and the son in the face and you know what he got charged with nothing so stop saying this guy's gonna be charged with shut up no they're not no they're not greg norman famously has gone into the crowd and swung at people before and know what happens nothing and he said afterwards i don't blame him if you're just going through a a four plus hour round of golf and you're not the player you're the caddy and you are just as much into the round as everybody but you're not the player perhaps has a better understanding of how to tune things out because they're dialed into the competition, but the caddy's got to sit there and listen to all of them. And, and just, know, know that the, your players now has to internalize it. Right. Your player he can't just, do anything. And he said at the end of the day, he's like, he had, I, enough. I, just, I, had, I had enough. That's it. <laughs> I had enough of this Three BS. days. Three days I had enough. But I thought the most interesting part of all of it uh, was the Tiger Woods, Ernie L's press conference where mm. Tiger basically said, Hey, there's no, come on. Like there's no place for that. Blah, 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 blah. And, and Ernie. Ernie Els was like, we just suck it up and move on. We're professional. You're a liar. And for Ernie Els, yeah, I said it. That is not true whatsoever. We just suck it up and move on. No, I you don't. Be- or you I wouldn't have brought it, it up about New York. And let me tell you something. Ernie Els talking about moving forward peacefully, like him giving advice about, not being violent is like me giving advice about losing weight. <laughs> All right. So for that, and I know people are going to be, well, wait, are you saying that Ernie Els can be violent? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, don't think for a second Ernie Els hasn't gotten to some fisticuffs after yeah, a couple of drinks. Big easy though. Come on. Yeah. Big easy to get in the fight when you give him a couple <laughs> of drinks. That's big easy is like, sorry, like, I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm just saying, look, there are some times where you can look at something and be like, yeah, man, he's, he's telling it like it is. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. Cause that's being disingenuous for people who think you're a saint. You ain't a saint neither. So it's like, stop throwing rocks in a glass house, bruh. You ain't helping either. But I understand why he would do it. Like you're trying to get any advantage that you can. So again, if you're at security, if if you're letting fans know your behavior is okay, and then the captain of the international team is saying, hey, when we go to America, we got to deal with it. Suck it up. Suck it yep. up and play. Like, again, what do you think the final outcome is going to be? Like, It's going to fire him up even more. And then you're going to end up at some point, someone's going to do something where everybody has to be, oh, man, this really got out of hand. We weren't expecting this. What do you mean you weren't expecting it? What did you think the final outcome was going to be, stupid? Yeah, I don't – it it got weird for a, little a bit. bit. It got weird for a bit. But then the thing that I loved about the singles match is, one, Tiger just laying it to Abraham answer. And what did he say? Abe wanted it. He got it. 
He wanted, and then, but that's not fair to answer, man. Because at that point, I didn't care. At that I point, know, and I the, know, but and the, the every, Americans, they didn't even, care. In a, in a, I know. I mean, look, Tiger did exactly what Jordan is famous for. Like, you just take something, you make it bulletin board material, even if the dude was not trying to make it that way and give you a compliment. Like, whatever you need to use as fire, use it as fire. Now, to be honest, Abraham answer at the WGC Mexico when asked about playing with Tiger Woods was like, absolutely, I'd love to to play against him. You know, because the learning experience would be amazing. Unlike how Stephen Ames said it when Stephen Ames got took out behind the woodshed, nine and eight. Like, answer was saying it is, it would be an amazing an learning experience. Agree, yeah. yeah, it'd be an honor and a learn. And guess who got more out of that? It wasn't Tiger. You think answer. Abraham answer's not going to have like a crazy, awesome. 2020? 2020's yeah. going to be like, the dude, he was like, hey man, I took Tiger for a bunch of holes and played great at the President's Cup. I ain't scared of nothing anymore. Where Tiger's not going to look back and be like, you know, I'm going to draw back on my experience from playing Abraham Answer one-on-one. <laughs> no. I know. Laugh at that. No, and, and, and Answer was one of the stars of the international team throughout the oh, week yeah. because he just showed up and played well. And the other thing that I liked about um, the singles matches was how Patrick Reed just went out there and threw down the hammer. Man, I wish he would have been paired against Cameron Smith, though. Yeah, Cameron Smith played amazing against Justin Thomas, who got up on him early. But I'm curious to know, like that was that was the one match that needed to happen. Cameron Smith talked the most smack after the incident happened with Patrick Reed, calling out Cameron Smith. Number one, called out Patrick Reed, said whatever friendship we had is now gone, and whatever happens to him with the crowd happens to him. Patrick Reed came out in the singles matches and dropped the hammer. So the, if Patrick Reed would have played Cameron Smith and dropped the hammer on Cameron Smith like that, oh, what? Like, you but can it, hate Patrick Reed as much as you want to, but if you're an American and you see an American shutting someone up, Who's not American in an event like this? Don't tell me you can't be a little bit proud. That's what I'm saying about Patrick Reed. Like, that's what was amazing. That's why you, that's why I think he's great because he went in and just absolutely crushed CT Pan four and two. Like, just absolutely Mm. crushed him. And that's when you love, you're like, all right, that's my guy for a week. That dude was up by six through eight holes. It was crazy. Yeah. Everything about Patrick Reed that you don't like when he's, he's that player, because this was a team sport. It was a team event, which is why I love it. He's that guy in a team sport where like, God, I hate him when he's on the other (laughs) team, but boy, I love him when he's ours. And this is what I say to people too, when you're like, he's Dennis Rodman. The tour should get rid of guy a guy like Patrick Reed. They shouldn't even allow him out there. What a horrible thing for the tour to do. Hey, be careful what you wish for. And why I say that is one of the compelling things in sports is having someone to root against. When is the last time you had somebody to root against in golf? Now, Tiger Woods held and still holds the mantle both ways. That's the reason that he is more than just the needle. He's the needle, the stand, and the shipping crate it came in. It's because the same, I shouldn't say the same amount, but as many people, if not more, love him, but there is a large, large group of people that hate him, and it doesn't matter why. 
All that matters is they will watch when he's on That's because right. they hate him. They will write. They will read articles. They will click on everything. Like, all of that. Well, guess what Pat- Patrick Reed is doing? Same thing. Not at the same level. Not at the same level. But it's the same thing. Now, if Patrick Reed plays in the tournament and gets in contention, you know how many people are going to pay attention to that? Jump on social media, start clicking on articles, start watching stuff that's on TV because they want to complain about the guy that they hate? Lots of them. Correct. Lots of them. You know how that's proven? Hey, look at all the research that was done by Facebook, all the bots that are put out there, all the fake accounts that are out there, putting out stuff to not make you happy to make you mad. Why? Because you pay attention more when you're mad. Because it elicits emotion. Yes! You angry click, you angry search, you angry yes! look. And I said this with the Matt Kuchar stuff, with with Caddygate and all of that. <laughs> um, huh. It was that... It, he should have played Abraham Answer. Can you imagine? Oh, that would have been amazing. I but, know! But, I know. But, look, the fact of the matter is, they were... It was on Sports Center, and... The sports center click that likes golf is really, really small. Like three. And <laughs> so when, when it's. Me, when, you, and a producer. Right. That's it. <laughs> and I sometimes have to talk to producer into liking it. But when, when they are coming to me or coming to golf people because of Matt Kuchar and Patrick Reed, that means that that story has now reached a bigger audience than the golf crowd. Yeah, and, and it's, that's and it's going the, to. And I and think so that, for I, golf I think fans, for the sport. absolutely. Look, just let, you can say whatever you want. I I'm cool with you saying you hate the New England Patriots. You hate them. As an Eagles fan, the one thing that I found absolutely hilarious is when we played them in the Super Bowl. How many people came up to me and go? I don't even like the Philadelphia Eagles, but I hate the Patriots so much I'm rooting for them. Because right. guess what you did? You watched hoping to see the Patriots lose, which they did. It's like people who hate anything. If you hate something, you are going to watch to hopefully see someone take them out. Think of Mayweather in boxing. You got the Patriots. Think of the Yankees. Like, how oh, many people th- hate the Yankees? Let me but tell you they'll something. Watch- yeah. There'll be a whole crowd of people rooting for the Lakers and LeBron to fail miserably. Oh, absolutely. It didn't and matter. Luke it probably didn't matter hated the Lakers before. And now. You put oh. LeBron on there? That's, and and a- AD? Oh. And oh. Brooks Kepka was getting to that point of this guy shows up, says that he's the best player. I can, I just about five guys I got to beat. Some some of the media think he's standoffish. He goes out and beats the hell out of everybody. And tells people at some event, I don't even really care about this tournament. And still beats you. And he was getting <laughs> he was close to becoming the bully. Kind of. Yeah. But, kind but now of. Now Patrick Reed with this recent stuff. And look, we and I get you and I get why it happens. The integrity of the game. Golf is one oh. of the golf is the most similar in terms of sport integrity to baseball than any other professional sport. Because the baseball and the unwritten rules and the gentleman nature of the game and the don't do this and don't do that, it's very similar. Golf is more of a game of honor, but in terms of its traditions and how dare you and fasten your bolo tie when you do something wrong, (laughs) clutch your pearls, it's a lot like baseball. It Yeah, in a way, but, I mean, golf tries to – Golf tries to put itself up on a higher pedestal 
which I which sometimes is I wrong. wish it wouldn't. Yeah, Correct. I really honestly all the time wish it wouldn't. Um, just because that's a that's just a very tall house of cards that you are setting up to fall, you know, and that again when the fall happens, then you have more people coming out going, yeah, see, I told you, they they're not that special. They're just like everybody else. So it's like the thing about the thing about this that that troubles me is is there is there a way back for Patrick Reed? I don't know. There are plenty of times when you can do some things that are wrong and and you know would be considered shady and doing things that that make people upset and mad, but you can always find redemption and come back from them. I don't know if there is a way for him to come back from being called a cheater. No, that's in this sport. Because even VJ, like, right, yeah. Think about VJ Singh. Like, people still whisper that about VJ 40 years later for one, you know, people still whisper about Colin Montgomery who got caught on television, you know, improving his lie. We all know the the Billy Mayfair stuff that happened this year, and all of that stuff had always been, like, whispered around him as well. So, And that's it in this sport. It's not tolerated in baseball there's dudes that were playing in the steroid era that are still the home run king you know what i mean that they, they, they you're like oh well everybody was doing it so right so but you're right it's but that's not see that's the thing about the steroid era in the steroid era it's still other than the really old curmudgeon guys that are like you know how dare you would ever do something like that they weren't considered cheating the game because no, the so game didn't many have a, people. Well, no, not Correct. even that. The game didn't have a policy. Correct. The game didn't have a drug policy in place. Like, that's right. what, why do you think Tim Raines' nickname was Rock Raines? <laughs> he had a vial of it in his back pocket, which is why he slid head first. You know, like so there there wasn't a there wasn't a policy in place to police now again. It was against the law. Like just in the, <laughs> so does that, but. The but that's the thing where a, guys can come back from breaking the law. Because you can say when you break the law, you'd be like, ah, you know, I was an idiot. You know, I'm, I messed up. I'm sorry. Should have worn two gloves, but I'll be back. <laughs> oh, I brought it full circle. All right. Coming up next, we are going to do a year in review of what our favorite moments were. But first, today's sponsor is Whoop, a fitness tracker that goes beyond counting steps and provides 24-7 fitness, sleep, and recovery insights personalized to you and we're all looking for ways to improve our health whether it's being smarter about how we train making a better effort to get more sleep or simply thinking more about our body's overall wellness there's nothing else like it on the market caddy and i both have one a whoop and it's amazing our lives cause different levels of stress on our body from training to work and our lives at home and whoop understands that and quantifies it for you into actionable metrics with whoop you'll get a daily recovery score that looks at biometrics like heart rate variability, resting heart rate, and your sleep performance to let you know exactly how ready your body is to perform. You're also given insight into the intensity of your training in real time and track how strenuous your day is, as well as get next-level sleep insight, which is my favorite part, the sleep insight. With suggested sleep times based on how strenuous your day is, track your sleep stages and cycles, and see how much sleep you got compared to how much sleep you need. So don't wait for New Year's resolutions to start being more in tune with your buddy. If you with your body. 
if you were looking at <laughs> And your buddy, too. And your buddy. And me and you both got whoops, so hey, we compare. Oh. Look at my sleep metrics, kid. <laughs> if you're looking to be smarter about how you train, sleep, or recover, Whoop is offering our audience 15% off with my code MATTY, M-A-T-T-Y. Go to whoop.com. That's whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code MATTY at checkout to optimize your performance with Whoop. And as Caddy and I like to say when when we wear this, we say, Whoop, there, there it is. It is. <laughs> Welcome back, Natty and the Caddy. All right, year interview. I can't believe I was, I was going to tell you when we were getting ready to start recording, but I'll tell you live for the patrons to hear on Maddie and Caddy. Uh, it is a year ago tomorrow, a year ago tomorrow, that the infamous beard versus tattoo match took place. Oh, really? A year ago tomorrow. How about that? Yeah. It's already been a year since the match, the Maddie and Caddy match, and I, we're at the end of the year, which means that it's time to review the year that was mm. and maybe pick a couple of our favorite moments uh, from this golf season. I oh man, I can't believe it's been a year. That's it's been a year. Oh, that, that's not, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's how fast bad. how fast the year has gone. I mean, what a year it's been too. It's 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 been a wild ride. Okay, so we I I don't know. Would you say we both agree that when it comes to it, I don't know that there's anything that's going to touch the Masters. None, none. So we might have to put that in its own category. That's one of my favorite moments of sports all time. Yeah, because that another thing that that almost transcended the sport. Not almost, Be- it did. Yeah, you're. I mean, it did. I'm, it was. It was seven. It was a seven year old's um, moment when it was. It was a seven year old's version of '97 for us. Yeah. That was just one of those. It was their win for the ages. Yeah, and when you think about like Tiger Woods' last major win was, you know, the 2008 U.S. Open, and even before that for his last um, Masters. I don't just I. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I've never seen that many tears in a media center before, but when. Charlie ran over and hugged him, and he hugged Charlie and Sam. That was forget. I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut it up. was a moment, right? I, like it that was, it was the moment of the year in the sport. Yeah, it was just, and the way that everything had to play out perfectly on that back nine for that to happen too it was amazing. For that many guys to hit golf balls in the water on the 12th, and you know, for Francesco to still, you know, be in contention, but that have a meltdown on 15 as well. It was just, it was. It was one of those way past wow moments, um, but even with that, the thought that then we later had a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and then went to Northern Ireland for the first time in my lifetime, um, and I guess it was the first time in 59 years, I think 59 years, Um that we had been there and the fact that an Irishman won at that event too. It was just one of those years where you would go, if I played this all out and said, check it out, here's what's going to happen in this year. You'd be like, yeah, sorry, we're not, we're not buying that script. It's a little too, 
I'll say it, Disney esque. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yet, here we are. And at the end of the year, for the way that the President's Cup played out the way that it played out, I mean, with all the drama that was there, you're talking about an event that we both talked about, you know, off microphone, that it was like, yeah, President's Cup, mm-hmm. who's paying attention? And thank you, Patrick Reed. And then the drama of being down four to one after the first day what had the highest ratings they've had. Yeah. So I would say for me, I mean, it would, it was a remarkable year in golf. I mean, there's so many things, you know, Brooks kept going, what he was able to do at Beth played page black and how that played out. Mm. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, there was the slow play controversy with, with Bryson DeChambeau that I thought was amazing. But for me, two of the other great spots in the sport were Gary Woodland's wedge off the seventh, was it the seventh? 17th. At Pebble Beach. Yeah. When you thought that maybe he was starting to slip a little bit because Kepka was coming. Um, I thought that was an amazing moment. I remember just watching that going, no way he's going to pull this shot off. There's no way he's going to skull it. Under that kind of pressure, guy had never won a major before. And to have him do that, and then I was able to have him reenact it in Detroit a couple of weeks later, which I thought was an, was an amazing moment for me to be like, dude, let's do this again on a green and see if you can do it. <laughs> and then he admitted afterwards that he was more nervous to do that with me live on SportsCenter than he was in the actual tournament. Which, that's crazy, but that's like how golfers are at that level. Yeah, because in, stupid, in but... a tournament, they're doing it on feel. He was doing it on command there. <laughs> and then um, the other another moment to not forget, and it wasn't the greatest moment for the sport, I thought the whole caddy controversy with Matt Kuchar yep. was, an, was a moment because— How about Kuchar? Kuchar had three—you got the caddy thing because we were going back to Mexico. You got the Sergio thing. And match play, remember that one. People yep. forget about that one too. And people forget about member memorial yep. with Cooch and the whole can I get another rules official to come over? And then, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, as great as it was for Cooch's paychecks and for his pocketbook, not a great reputation for his year. <laughs> not a great yeah. year for his reputation. Yeah, it, it, it so Coocher was it was a big story, but for me, like for the podcast, selfishly, I think a couple of things that that for me were the were the greatest. I thought us on the seventeenth hole at the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You're welcome. Was the highlight of of the podcast of the year for me, and then being at the uh, LPGA event in Orlando and sitting down with the likes of Reggie Jackson. Oh, which was oh man, John Lester. Yeah, some of these guys Marcus. that we were able, Marcus Allen, like some of these guys that we were able to sit down and talk with this year for the podcast. Which, by the way, you can get them archived and listen to some of these ones we're talking about. For yeah. me, if you yeah, if you want to go back and listen to the stuff from the Waste Management Open, if you're new to the show, go to the archives. You'll see that, and then the 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 stuff at KPMG is that where we KPMG in Orlando? No. Is that where, uh, Diamond Resorts. Diamond That's Resorts. Diamond, the Diamond Resorts Invitational, which they have invited us back again this year with an even more posh setup if we want to go back. See, I now I'm j- I just now find out about that. Like, <laughs> I know. I was saving it for you to tell you on a podcast. Oh, you know, way to, way to wait till the last minute. Again, Ta-da. my schedule is not as free as yours. Okay. So, 
Are we going back? <laughs> See? <laughs> Notice, listeners, how I do that, and he tried to be like, how are you going to do? You know how my schedule is so busy, so can we go? Like, See? Why are you asking me? You already I need, know for I need, me. Yeah. I need dates, sir. I'll give you – I got those. I got but those, but those of yeah. all those great memories this year and what was a phenomenal 2019, not only for the, the game of golf, but I think for the podcast with some of the memories we had. Well, yeah, the, I, I'm going to defer to and agree with the fact that you said the 17th at Waste Management. And the reason that I love that so much was because it was an idea that we came up with that no one else had really thought of. And we knew we were onto something by the end of that day when there were, what, five TV crews there and other people that were trying to do stuff because they realized that we had an exclusive spot. And so the fact that we got, you know, Phil Mickelson jumped on, who who had never been on the podcast before. Phil, you know, Ricky. Yeah. I mean, it was an absolute blast. We had a guy from Gas Monkey Garage who jumped on as well. Phelps came over and said, what's up? Yeah, like, we had a great conversation with Cameron Phelps. Champ jumped on for a second. We were talking about shoes and stuff that was there. I mean, so it was like that was a cool thing because it – of how it all came together and then how it all ended up working out. I mean, we did a couple of live spots as well on Sirius XM. I mean, it was just, it was one, it was a perfect storm scenario that we were like, you know, best case scenario would be this. And it was better than that. And I think it was the same at the diamond resorts. Yeah. And I'm looking through, I'm looking through some of our archives here. January 30th. If you go on Apple podcast, uh, Marcus Allen, yeah. Uh, that one's available. The Marcus Allen round, uh, February sixth is the TPC stuff. When was the? Did we put the Richard Dent one out? Richard Dent. I think it had too many curse words. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we put because I remember that's what I remember about that one because I I thought if we ever released that one, it would be the most bleeped one that we've ever. <laughs> Would have ever put out, but just the fact that we got the even the that's the thing, and I, I apologize to our listeners for saying this, but even though we didn't release that one, the fact that we got to do it and had so much fun chomping it up with him, like those are moments that even though the public doesn't necessarily get to see them or hear them, that we always will be able to look back and go, man, what a year. That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. And you remember, like, when we got down there, a little bit of a cluster on how we were going to set up and do everything. Oh. It was a little bit, a little strenuous. Here's little what strenuous. you guys need to know about, about the caddy in these situations. Like, he's kind of our guy because he's always at the tournaments and he's out on the tour, both LPGA and PGA, and he goes to these events. He knows literally everybody at these events. I, when I say he knows everybody, he knows everybody. <laughs> So he's good in that sense. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of organizing how it's going to get done, let's just say it's typically a double bogey every time. Hey, hold on. Look. You can't again. say it's a double bogey. What you have to say is it's a scrambling parsing <laughs> because when has it not worked? Because, again, the ball play is there. The idea is always there. 
and once we get there, we figure it out. So it's I, I make but par well we're scrambling. <laughs> it's not it's not driver wedge to the middle of the green two putt. Now it doesn't work that but way. For someone it is driver like in the me. trees, punch it into the sand trap, <laughs> into a fried egg, blast out the fifteen feet and make the fifteen footer. Like so what? On the scorecard it looks like a four. But, you know, that four might have put you into <laughs> golf therapy. I'm sorry. My bad. But we still make par. And listen, I, I want people to know this about you. And 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 for the people who haven't gone back through our archive, listen to the Reggie Jackson. Listen to the Reggie Jackson. Because it it is it's you at 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 your best and you making me better because of the seriousness of the subjects that we got into with him and the honesty that, that you helped bring out of Reggie Jackson there as well. Like I, I have never been more proud to call you my partner. I appreciate that, man. That, that, and I'm trying to find the date on the Reggie Jackson round because I, I do want people to listen to that. I thought it was, well, it's in the archives. It's definitely there. It'll be in the archives. Yeah. Cause that was, that was just, that was, and that, that go to, that went to show as well. The versatility of of what this podcast ca- is yep. and and continues to grow to be, and that is, golf is in everything for everyone. Yeah, and that's 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 what this year I think exemplified as far as what we did. And and another and a shout out to our producer Tarika, like who's who's been with us for a while, man, and she has been killing it for us. Yeah, we uh we hope to keep growing in 2020. We're looking forward to we'll we'll sit down, Caddy and I'll discuss some of the events that we want to go to. I got uh, whether, I'm gonna tell you right now. 2020? What, yeah. As far as guests go? Yeah. Going next level. Are they, you're just they, throwing it out there? No, yeah. I'm right. I'm I'm telling I'm telling everybody right now, I'm putting everybody on notice. That okay. There are going to be some guests in 2020 that have never been on a podcast before. Okay. And a couple of names that will make people go, how did y'all do that? And I'll hey. apologize to you now. Thank you. Because... Oh. Those are going to be some scrambling pars too. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> sorry goody. about the fried egg lie, but hey, at least I'm not going to scoop no sand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no scooping. Yeah, and, I ain't and, scooping no sand. We and good. look, here's the other thing you got to know too. Forget all the podcast lessons we have. We're still going to play the same golf we always have: scramble for pars. <laughs> and we hope you're along for the ride with us. Thank you for a great 2019. Looking forward to a great 2020. The Reggie Jackson round, that is January 21st. If you want to go back in the archives and listen to that, we hope that you do. Uh, as Caddy said, for Tarika, thank you. Have a great holiday. Safe, Happy and safe and holiday. Safe holidays. Yeah. Happy and safe holiday. I've got college football playoff, national championship, all of that. Once we get on the other side of that, um, we will be back and better than ever in 2020, a new decade of dominance. Hopefully I got for everyone. Golf to play. Yeah, we do. We got some. We've got some. Yeah. I got some. West I'm heading Palm down your play. way on the 23rd. I'll be down in South Florida. I'm being South Florida from the 23rd to the 28th. So right. uh, we'll have to try and at some point we have Let's to have an, another match. Now, so the patrons know. Yeah. 
Uh, you, you've already lost the fantasy football bet, which I got a, man, got very contentious. I went into the fantasy football, um, playoffs as the second seed and both myself and the number one seed knocked out first round ugly i'm not real happy Uh, you can work on that we'll get together uh we'll (laughs) do some show planning for next year we're looking forward to that alongside the caddy michael collins thank you for the great year we'll see you guys next year hear from you next year again hit us up on social media and have a happy and safe holiday thanks for listening to maddie and the caddy Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.